This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Pastor Callie. So glad that y'all are with us today. We're I've got my one of my dearest, dearest friends, sisters in the Lord. I love her so much. I can't tell you how much I love you, Karen. You're awesome. I love you too, Callie. Um, she is with me today, and we're going to be talking about this book by Watchman Nee. And if you don't have the book, I encourage you to go get the book. It's a tiny little book, but the revelation in this book will change your life. And it's changed my life. It's changed Karen's life. I've watched. And one of the reasons why I wanted Karen on here with me for three weeks is I've watched Karen walk this out in her life. Mm -hmm. And here's the good news. God is no respecter of persons. Mm -hmm. He loves all of us passionately. And if we will just dig in and apply what he's trying to show us, and believe him and receive it, mm-hmm. um, miracles happen. Oh my gosh. Miracles happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, the book is called Sit, Walk, and Stand. And uh, it, it really will change your whole, if, if you came from a works background like I did, and I, I know you, you did mm-hmm. too, yeah. I came from a, I got saved in a Pentecostal church, which there was a lot of wonderful things that they taught us, but it was a very works uh, driven, um, religion. And so it was all about what I looked like, what I did every day, what I checked off my list. Mm -hmm. And so the, the sitting part, and we're going to talk about sit, walk and stand. I didn't know how to sit with Christ. I didn't know how to receive the finished work of the cross. Uh, I, I received parts of it, but I didn't have clear understanding. And until you have clear understanding, you will struggle with a works mindset. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just um, really this, this whole book is based off Ephesians and now they pull other scriptures in, but Ephesians, if you go and start reading Ephesians, it's filled with God's highest spiritual truth yeah. concerning the Christian life. So if you're, if you're out there and you're saying, Pastor Callie, I want to be, an amazing Christian. I want to walk this life out victoriously and, uh, and I want to do it God's way. Well, we're going to teach you how to do it God's way. And it's not about works. It's about receiving. It's about receiving. So one of the first things I'd like to do, um, is I would like, um, Karen to just read the scripture uh, in the in the very first part of chapter one. Now, I'm going to encourage you to go get this book. And after we teach on this today, because we're not going to hit everything in chapter one, we're going to give you the highlights, okay? But I'm going to encourage you to go home and then read chapter one, because if we don't get sitting in Christ, and we don't get the sitting part, we'll really net the, the walking and the standing is a mood point. You, we will not be able to walk and stand effectively the way Christ has designed for us to. So I, I, I'm asking you not to get ahead of us. After we teach on this today, go back and read just the sitting portion of this book and pray through that all week long. Yeah. And um, so if you'll just start with reading Ephesians, yeah. Karen, and then just, um, Sharing some of the little nuggets that are in that first chapter. Okay, so let's look at this first of all. What we want to be doing as we're reading Ephesians is we're going to look at two different verses. We're going to look at one. um, We're going to look at Jesus. Okay. And who he is. Because listen, y'all, our Christian walk begins and ends with Jesus. The man Jesus. Nothing else. Nothing else. I mean, when we can begin to see everything. You know, Callie. Like everything, yeah. You know, we we know we're good at some of this, and then we realize I'm not I'm not starting with just Jesus. Yes. When we can really understand Jesus and who He is, what He did, and His position and His power in us, then we'll look at the other scripture, which is 
okay, now what's our part right, in all of this? Right. So that's what we're going to do right now, um, just to begin. And this is a, this is the sit part, and this is the first portion of uh, the book of Ephesians. And I want to make sure they can hear you, Karen. Sure. Is it coming through good? Okay. I just want to make sure you can hear Karen. Okay. So we're starting with what Jesus part is. Karen just said this so beautifully. We're starting with what Jesus did for us and how everything we do starts with what the finished work of the cross. Okay. So we're reading Ephesians and we're reading 17 through 21, Ephesians 17 through 21. And remind me, I want to tell them a story about this. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. So it says, um, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, and before that, I just want y'all really receive this. Like you may have heard this before, you may have read this before, but it's so important to you that I, like I'm speaking these words over you. I'm, yes. I'm praying these words over you. I know that when Paul was writing this book, I read a line in there where he said, it is my passion. Yes. It is my passion. Paul said this to the Ephesians in another part of Ephesians. He said, my passion is to enlighten every person to this divine mystery. Wow. And when I read that, this is what I thought, Pat Pally. I thought that's why we're doing this series. Yes. Because we have such a passion to enlighten people's minds to this divine mystery so they can walk free. Before you read that, because it just reminded me, I want to pray. I want you to just close your eyes and receive. Lord, we ask you as Karen begins to read these scriptures and begins to, um, share what God has given her and, and the re- revelation that she's received uh, about just sitting and, re- and, and, and walking out this Christian life from a place of sitting in the heavenlies with you. I just pray that you open uh, your people's understanding, open their, their hearts to receive the scripture and let them receive the revelation. Let us all receive this revelation as we consecrate ourselves to you, Lord, that we understand that it's your finished work at the cross that enables us to do everything. And when we do it from that position, we see major victory. Amen. 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 So I just pray this over all of us. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe wow. according to the working of his great power. Wow. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. Wow. So when we, when we read that scripture, First of all, you just, we understand Jesus did, and then he sat. Jesus did, and then he sat. So that's what Jesus did, okay? And and just understanding all that we're talking about here is the power within us as we believe. Yes. Okay, so now we have to look at what's our place in all of this. So we can understand it because, you know, so many times we want to be walking out a Christian life, but it's just the understanding, like you said, Kelly. It's yes. all about just understanding what the, what the word says. What the word says. Yes. Not what the person that is standing in the pulpit sometimes says, because if it doesn't match up with this. It's not right. It's not right. And that's where we sometimes get very, stum- we stumble on the works. Okay, so we know Jesus did and then he sat. So now we're going to go to Ephesians 2, 6 through 9. Okay, Ephesians 2, 6 through 9. And this is our place. This is what we have to learn how to do. Yes, yes. This is what the word of God says. We just have to learn how to do it. So by grace, we have been saved, right? Yes. So now we are raised up with him. And he seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the ages to come, he might show us the immeasurable riches of his grace and in kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works so that no man can boast. And I'm just going to read it one more time. By grace, you have been saved and raised up with him and seated 
us with him. Yes. So Christ did and then sat. (laughs) And when we believed by grace, by faith, we're raised up. We're buried, raised up and seated. When he, when he died, Mm -hmm. I died. Right. When he was quickened, I was quickened. Right. When he rose again, I was raised. Mm -hmm. And when he seated, I'm seated. seated. Uh, The the cross, he did it for us, but he, he was appropriated. So, so when I come to the Lord now, my, he sees a washed clean Cali. He sees a delivered Cali. He sees a, a raised up Cali. And I, I receive from him and I'm able to walk this thing out, this Christian life out from a place of victory one of the things it says in here is it's not about doing, it's done. It's done. That's right. It's done. And when we realize that Jesus did everything that needed to be done, all we have to do is receive and believe, believe mm-hmm. and receive. And then we, from a place of sitting mm-hmm. with Christ, right. begin to walk out this Christian life in freedom. Right. In freedom. So freedom is a really big word because, you know, as Christians, we um, often hear that we have freedom, we're overcomers. Right. And yet there's so many of us, and I'm praying for all of you that are watching today, that if there's anything in you that says that's me, that that's why we're doing this study. Because I'm going to tell you a story because um, this book and the reason we're doing this book and the reason we're so passionate about this book we, we didn't plan this study except that Callie just said we should do a study on that because I brought her this book and said, oh my goodness, Callie, I just read the most amazing book. And here's how I got this book. There's a man, uh, his name is Jimmy Clanton, very, very dear to me. He is, um, he mentors me. He's actually how, and you know the story, yes. but he's how I ended up at Celebration of Life and all of my entire journey um, in the last eight years now, right. nine years. But I was speaking with Jimmy recently, a couple of months ago, and Jimmy um, was, he said, he was teaching me something, not about this book, but he mentioned the author and he mentioned this book. Well, when you have a spiritual mentor, you, you're paying attention all the time. Sure. I just got online and I bought the book and I read this book and I thought, I wish I had had this so many years ago because it was about the revelation of the order of sitting walking and standing. It was about the revelation of, yes, you want to walk out a Christian life. And yes, I have the yearning to be um, pleasing to God. Sure. But the striving when you don't understand this is what I lived. And so I told Callie about it, but what was amazing to me, y'all, and I'm just telling you, just so you understand, is I read the book and I looked at that, that scripture that we just read, Ephesians 1, and I was over here in my new Bible, you know, because I got the Passion Bible lately. So I've been reading the Passion Bible. But as soon as I read the scripture, um, the Holy Spirit reminded me, go back into your very first Bible. Go back into this very first Bible. And it was, um, it was, in, two, it was in 1994 that I got this Bible. 1994. So from 1994, for years and years and years, I was reading a lot of things in the Bible. And I was falling in love with Jesus. I was falling in love with Jesus. I loved him and everything he he meant to me that I was learning. And then I was studying, how do I be a good Christian? Like I had missed this part. The sitting part. I had completely not, I, I, it, was, it was a gap in my, my walk. Sure. So I was struggling with relationships and, and um, you know, the victories. And yet I was in here so much. I mean, the markings in this book. And so I I decided, let me look right here. So I went to Ephesians, the exact scripture I just read to y'all. And I have a mark in my scripture, in my book. And it says, my Bible, it says September of 2009. Wow. So that was 15 years of working and striving and, you know. Doing your best to be a good Christian. Be a good Christian. And in 2009 of September, somebody who was helping me with something suggested, probably by the prompting of a Holy Spirit or seeing my striving, said, read this scripture over yourself and your family every day. 
Wow. And that's what my note says. Read over Andy, Karen, Taylor, Alex every single day. And it was Ephesians 1, 17 through 23, and then Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, which wow. we'll also get to. And in five short months, because I was praying over this, enlighten my eyes, give me the right, revelation right, and knowledge, right. help me understand this. Five months later is when I met Jimmy Clanton. Wow. Five months later is when he began to mentor me in the things of the spirit. Wow. Right away, I met you. And yeah. we're here. And my, my journey and my Christian walk flip-flopped. From the walking out, which is in Ephesians, which is very important, which sure. is how we it's part of it. It's part of it, but it flipped to understanding rest, understanding it's done. Understanding Karen, I literally had a very similar type of experience. I got saved in a strict Pentecostal church and got saved and filled with the Spirit. But somehow in the receiving, I even looked at prayer as works. Oh, I would go to pray every day. I was faithful to pray, faithful to fast, faithful to do everything God's called me to do. But it was more of a, I had to, you know, to be a good Christian, I have to pray every day. To be a good Christian, I have to read my Bible. Mm -hmm. It was the position that I was doing it in. It it was a position. Mm -hmm. When I realized that God and God brought me to revelation of that over time, I realized that prayer is just sitting and receiving, it's not about me checking off a holy list or, you know, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were great at walking out their religion, but, but Jesus said, you're dead. You're like a white sepulcher. God's not called us to walk something out like a religious Pharisee. He's called us to sit and receive his love. And when I, when, when that changed Mm. in me, when that changed in me, then my my time with Jesus became a love affair yeah. where I sit now in prayer. And it's not about checking off a list. It's about just communing with the God of the universe. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you just said that about the Pharisees. I'm thinking about how for so many years, and I know some of you, the same things happened to you. We know that scripture. We cling to that scripture for some things, but if we're still struggling struggling at all, there's something in us that's still walking out works first. Yeah, and you can have freedom in one area where you're sitting, exactly, and then another area you could be trying to walk it out in your flesh, and that's where the Holy Spirit has to quicken us and listen to the Holy Spirit. Because it's all about who we are. It's all about our identity in Christ. I mean, I even think about this. If I had to look back on when did I really, um, when did this all flip, it would coincide with when did you um, realize that just sitting was all you needed to do with him? Like when my prayer life changed, it coincided with this revelation because it's a revelation from the Holy Spirit. It's just understanding our identity. Even our identity doesn't, we don't even have anything to do with that. This is about believing and receiving what these scriptures are saying. One one morning I got up and um, I always have some devotion time in the morning where mm-hmm. I, my day doesn't do, go well if I don't. No. And I, I got up and I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, I've been waiting on you to get up. It, it so moved me because I realized that, that prayer was not, a religious act for me anymore. It was really a relationship. And that's how we sit. Mm-hmm. That's we that's how we sit. It, it's it's a relationship. That's right. And it's just a knowing. Um it's so wild that you're saying that because I had a I had an experience the other about a couple months ago and it was um so beautiful because I was almost apologizing in my journal and in my speaking to the Lord, I I know that's what I felt like I was doing. Uh I was almost apologizing because it had been months since I had journaled as much as usual, read my Bible, read, it's like, Lord, I'm coming every day and I'm here with you, but I'm just sitting. I'm just, you know, and I was almost apologizing. And all he said to me was like, yes, that's what I want you to do. Just sit. And he was so pleased. 
And I, it was so beautiful to know that even though I felt a little off for a moment, I wanted to talk to him about it. He reminded me immediately, I act, this is actually exactly what we should be doing together is that you're recognizing that it's being with me. Cindy and I went through a lot of things as a young, young girls um, that affected us mm-hmm. through our life. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I realized later in life when there was a trauma in my life or anything that are in her life, we would, if there was any kind of trauma in the family, we would come and just sit together. We wouldn't necessarily say anything, but we would be in the same room. It was a comfort just to be with her because she was my, my everything for many years before knowing God. So Jesus is wow. doing the same thing. There's many times we don't have to say anything. We just come and sit with him. Right, right, right. And he gives us the strength, the power. He just wants fellowship with us. Right, right. And that sitting, praying is sitting. Yes, yes. Yeah, and you you and I were talking before the show, and it, that was really a good analogy that you said also about how, like, you know, when you um, are not in your own home, and you try to rest and it's a little bit more difficult because it's not your environment. It's not your close, like what you're the most familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're in our own home, in our own space, our rest is so pure because of that safety and that trust and that kind of knowledge and feeling of, of familiarity of everything. And that's where, you know, when we are truly sitting and receiving the truth of Jesus did and then he sat and when I believed my place is to just be that, let that revelation just be my knowledge. When and Jesus did, I did. I sat too. I, I was seated and he seated me. God yes. chose to yes. see us there. Yes. We didn't even have to do yes. that. Yes. He, he could never do that. It's like he, we became him. We have he, one with him, he, a union. Yes. We're mm-hmm. one with him. It's a mystery. We're one with him. When we receive him, when we believe him and receive him, we are one with him. So his appropriation is mine. And his, his death is my death. His burial is my burial. His resurrection is my resurrection. His quickened body is my quickened body. And his right. seated is my seated. Is your seated. And it is a mystery. Can I, I want to read something that's so beautiful. This is right out of um, Watchman Nee's book. And what he says is, um, it's something accomplished by him in the sovereign wisdom to be seen, believed, accepted, and rejoiced in. So that's what you're talking about. Uh, He says, if I put a dollar bill between the pages of a magazine and then burn the magazine, where is the dollar bill? It has gone the same way as the magazine to ashes. Yes. Where the one goes, the other goes too. Yes. Their history has become one. But just as effectively, God has put us in Christ. Yes. What happened to him also happened to us. I want to keep reading because I want I want everybody to receive this and really, really kind of almost even um, ask Holy Spirit, where am I in all this right now? How do I believe this yet? Do I believe this yet? All of the experiences Jesus met, we have met in him. Yes. Our old man was crucified with him. Yes. That the body of sin might be done away. Yes. So that we should no longer be in bondage to sin. Now, now remember, this is before we've walked out anything. All the all the things in the next section are about not sinning. <laughs> They're about what it means to live pure uh-huh. Christian life. But it already happened so that we should no longer be in bondage to sin. That is not an exhortation to struggle. That is history. Our history written in Christ before we were born. Do you believe that? It's done. It is true. (laughs) Our crucifixion with Christ is a glorious historic fact. Our deliverance from sin is based not on what we can do, nor even on what God is doing for us, but on what he has already done for us in Christ. And it says when that fact dawns upon us and we rest back upon it, then... We have found the secret to a holy life. Wow. Such an opposite way than trying to be holy. Yeah. 
God is holy, so yeah. we are holy. God is good, so we are good. God is love, so we are love. And the whole idea is, um, oh, God, don't help me to be good. Like an, an example, somebody hurts you, you know, and hurts your feelings. I remember it, the, all those years of striving and trying to trying to be good. What do I do with that? This is so hard. I want to please you. Um, I'm going to try really hard to, to be kind. I love this person. Nice. And it's like, when you, when you catch this, when this becomes your truth, when it became my truth, then it was, God, I can't do this on my own. But not, I don't have to be good, but God, you be good through me. Yes. You be love through me. You are forgiveness through, through me. me. So it's about just the breaking of all of what we, we are and realizing we're one in Christ. We're in union with him. We're seated in heavenly places yes. with him. He did. He sat. And now we are seated in heavenly places with him. One of the analogies in this book that I absolutely loved was the analogy that, you know, uh, when God created the heaven and the oh, earth, the first so six good. days he worked mm -hmm. and then the seventh day he rested. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, he created man. Uh, the man's first day was a day of rest. Right. So when we fell in the garden, when Adam fell, we lost rest. We lost, rest. We lost being seated is a place of rest. Mm -hmm. when, when I'm up running around it's I'm more tired. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm on work. my legs. I'm going to work. But when I sit down, mm -hmm. I am, I am trusting in the couch. I'm trusting in the chair. Mm -hmm. So we lost rest in the garden, but when Jesus died and he rose again and he was seated back, we regained our position of rest. Wow. Yeah. And I love that because everything we, you know, in the world, Karen and I were talking about this before in the, in, look, if you, if you want to make a living, you got to work. Right. You know, a lot of Karen's been very, is very successful in business. She's a hard worker. Okay. Uh, but with Christianity, it's not about hard work on my part. He's already done the work. It's about me receiving the finished work of the cross. And like Karen said, there have been areas in my life where I got this. I had to sit, walk and stand down in certain areas. But then there's been areas of my life where I wanted to walk before I sat and there was no victory. No. And, and we have to go back to the Holy spirit and say, Lord, show me again, what you've given me in the heavenly places. And if we take it from that approach, then we'll do things in order and we'll see the victory rained out over our lives. And it's, it's absolutely necessary to walk this life out because, you know, we might be able to, to be good, in certain situations, mm -hmm. even without the revelation. Um, and, you know, it's just sure. some people that aren't Christians can be kind and can be good. But when we face, you know, and, and remember, we're going through walking out the Christian life next. And then the third part of this book is standing, standing, spiritual warfare, standing against the enemy, right? And having done all this, stand. Yes. And yet many times we are taking that scripture and saying, okay, so I got to put on my armor of God and I'm going to stand. But there are many things that have to happen before that for you to be ready and qualified. And the very first one is seated in heavenly places, realizing our position, because otherwise we're thinking we're doing something there too. We walk in no victory, no authority at all. I know for me, when I faced my most difficult I mean, spiritual attacks that are just like some people would just never survive them. I had more rest and the victory was there. And I knew it before it ever showed up in, in reality. Because, you because knew I you believed that I'm seated in heavenly places. I believe that Jesus has done. I believe it is all him. It's about utter dependence on Jesus, utter dependence, everything. We can't earn anything. We can't do it right enough. It's everything is him. And that that's where the trust comes from. Mm -hmm. That's why you and Cindy, you know, needed to be together because that's the safest place you found. Mm -hmm. That's where we are safe. We're safe. And we're victorious. We're, we're safe victorious. and victorious. I yeah. love that, Karen. Yeah. We're safe and victorious. The riches of heaven are ours mm. because we're seated. So if I've got a problem that I'm facing, I can pull on those resources. They're mine. They're mine. I just received them. I mm. remember as a young girl, um, I was in junior high school and 
uh, Cindy was a tiny little thing. And some, uh, this couple bully girls wanted to mess with her. And I wasn't a tiny little thing. And I was at that point, a mean little thing, you know? Okay. So I didn't know you then. Yeah. You didn't know me then. So Cindy comes and tells me that these girls are going to bully her or they're planning on whipping her, Mm -hmm. beating her up. And Cindy's not worried one bit about the girls beating her up because she's got me. (laughs) And so I went to meet the girls and within a few minutes they were gone because she had me. Yeah. Now I'm just a human being, but Cindy trusted she had me. We got Jesus. And there's, we have Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Lords. He's going to take care of us. We are seated in heavenly places with him. All the riches of glory are ours. Everything that we lost in the garden, we lost our health. We lost our wealth. We lost our rest. But it's been returned back to us. Mm -hmm. Our health has been returned back to us. Our wealth has been returned back to us. And our rest, our peace, our joy, the riches of heaven, we are seated with Christ and they are ours. Yes. And God wants you to get that. Yes. He wants us to live this life, walk out this Christian life from a place of rest, knowing that no bully from hell is going to mess with you. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to read something else from the book. So a lot of times people are asking like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And God is just waiting. This is just what Watchman Nee says. God is waiting until you cease to do. When you cease doing, then God will begin. Yes. And he gives the example of the drowning man. Yes, I love He's that like, Have you ever tried to save a drowning man? So if you've ever tried to save a drowning man, if they're fighting you and they're trying to help, um, it doesn't work. And you're just going to have to, you know, knock them out, drag them. Right. Or wait. Or let them or wear gonna, themselves out. Or the out. other option is let go and wait until they wear themselves out trying to do it themselves. And it's when they finally just let go that you're able to just take them in and save them. And that's what God is waiting for us to do. And it's in all areas. It's in every single area. I love that Watchman Nee even talked about Christian experiences. Because you know who you're saying you can have it in one area. Right. But not another. Right. And he gives examples of um, not only our salvation. And most of us, I mean, we're all Christians. So we didn't have trouble just accepting that as a free gift. But then comes... Well, what about the power and due to me? What about the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit? What about my um, being a member of the church body or my sanctification? He gives examples. You're all going to read this book and you're going to get to really dig in and eat this up. Um, but when he gives those examples, I mean, they touch my heart. If any place that I don't have victory is a place where I believed a lie. Mm-hmm. And because when we're when we're sitting and we're receiving from that, we're living from that, that, position, position, that position, then we begin to see things through the truth of God's word. Right. So I, you know, and, and this has been a lifelong journey for me, you know, poverty. If, if, you know, you can be saved and not have received the riches of heaven for the blessing of a, a blessed life, because you're, you believe a lot that you're supposed to be poor your whole life. Right. Jesus died so that we're not, we don't have to be poor. We don't have to be poor in spirit. We don't have to be poor in body. We don't have to be poor in our bank account. It's not his will. So any area that we, we have not, we're not seeing freedom. We've believed a lot. And that just means we're not sitting with Christ and And sitting in Christ trusting. Yeah. And don't beat yourself up. Right. Right. Don't beat yourself up. It's been a lifelong journey. There's been a lot of areas that I've had to learn to sit with Christ in. I'm still learning. I'm still God's showing me, Callie, you're not really sitting with me in this area. You're trying to do it, but I want you to go back and receive from what I, the finished work of the cross. So I just mm-hmm. want to encourage you today to get this book. If you hadn't got the book and then just reread the whole time. I'm going to read the chapter again this week. Yeah, I've read it. I've read it so many times. It's so good. It's so good. It's and so good. just read it and then go read Ephesians. And ask Holy Spirit to just reveal to you any area that you're not currently sitting with him in in Christ. Because if we sit with him, then we begin to see things and receive the glory. One of the things that I wrote down and I wanted to, 
every spear, I love this. This is in part of the book. It says every spear in our Christian life, whether the sit, walk, and stand, God wants to bestow his glory and grace. When we sit first, then walk, then stand, and you're going to get more revelation as we go through this book, then his grace and glory begins to pour over us with victory. Um, God made Christ to sit and made us to sit with him. That's what Karen just said. By faith through grace. And I want you to write that down. By faith through grace, Mm -hmm. we see ourselves seated with him in heavenly places. Christianity does not begin with a big do. It begins with done. It begins with a big done. It begins with done. Done. Yeah. Jesus did it all. He did it all. And we exalt Jesus. We lift him up. We lift his name up high. We praise him. We love him. We exalt his name. And we exalt him. We exalt him. We don't, we're not even going to just accept this and then just want from him. We're exalting him. We're lifting him up. Yes. And when we lift him up, all else is, is he does it all. He does it all. His, when we exalt him, this is what I love it. When oh. we praise Jesus, anything that, any type of fear that happens to be plugging me or trying to get in, faith comes up against that thing and pushes it right out exactly. of the room. Exactly. It pushes it right out of the room. Another thing I wrote down, Karen, that I thought was so good that the book said was the Christian life from start to finish is based on the principle of utter dependence on our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Utter dependence. Utter dependence. Utter dependence. So it doesn't matter if you started serving God yesterday or you've been doing it 400 years. It's still the principle of sitting because sitting is depending. I, when I sit on this chair, I'm depending on this chair to hold me up. Can I give an example? Sure. Okay. So here's an example. So when I got to this church, I, um, you know, started to, well, in Jimmy, was it Jimmy Clanton actually is who, baptize me in the Holy Ghost. So yeah, he would, I'm beginning this journey of baptism, of the Holy Spirit. So one thing I love about this book is it says every new experience still goes back to this position. And so every new experience as a Christian also. So an example in the book was baptism, of the Holy Spirit. And I was so related to that because um, I really and truly i was t- i read the scriptures and i was told this is you know baptism of the holy spirit and then it's a gift from god but there was something in my old patterns in the pattern of karen of doing Works. and working where i was not accepting and believing and receiving that i that jesus did and it is done and i'm seated with him i wasn't i didn't understand that concept when it came to this new experience right this new experience i felt like i needed to do something to get my prayer language to get my tongues and and you watched me struggle with that yes yes i mean callie would say it's done you were baptized in the holy ghost but i'd say but my tongues and she she'd say stop thinking you're trying to do and i watched you love me through but now my favorite thing in the world is to help somebody who maybe has come out of a religious experience or a sure. pattern of doing. I love to baptize them in the Holy Ghost because I love to tell them all you have to do is desire this gift. It's a free gift from Jesus. And all you have to say is thank you for the gift. I exalt you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. And I'm thanking you that right now I want to receive yes. this gift. Yes. And I watch people just receive what took me so long to get my tongues because I was thinking I had to do something for that to happen. Yeah. I wasn't utterly dependent on the finished work. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. Listen, when you work in a job, you don't work all week really hard. And at the end of the week, you don't say, oh, my boss blessed me with my paycheck. No. Right. I mean, like that would be dumb. You worked for your paycheck. Right, right. It's not a blessing. But with with God's pattern, in, in, it's different. That's the world. This is different. Yeah, it's Christianity free, is not work. Free space. is free. It's that's right. Free that's why free. Jesus spent so much time rebuking the Pharisees and the Sadducees mm-hmm. because they had taken God's laws mm-hmm. and they had made them basically a book of works. Yeah. And he and he said, "Look, you, you got it all wrong. You're you're arguing over a jot and a tittle. You're fighting over, you know, uh, uh, somebody pulling an ox out of a 
out of a ditch on Sunday when really you've forgotten the things that matter. And when Jesus came, when Jesus came, when Jesus came then our relationship was restored. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, our sin was conquered. And now we are basically receiving all these free gifts. Mm-hmm. Your prayer language was a, was a free gift. It was a free gift. And it took you a while to accept it. Yeah. But when you realize, you know what? It's not about what I do. Listen, and for those that need your prayer language, yeah, I and uh, know today this, 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 so many people. this is not about yeah. salvation. Okay. Yeah. You're saved when you believe on Jesus Christ. Right. Okay. This is about, it's a gift and it's for you. And it's how I like to say it in, in my Texas vernacular is it's like putting on, um, when a special forces guy puts on his night vision, he can see things that we could never see in the natural because he has his night vision on, mm-hmm. you know, like if he's having to go and and get the enemy, he puts on his night vision. When you pray in the Holy ghost, you pray in tongues, your prayer language, this is your prayer language. God prays through you perfectly. And it is a free gift mm-hmm that you can receive that God wants you to receive. It's not for some special few. You don't have to receive it, but why wouldn't you want to? Because it's going to literally give you, uh, I, I say that Holy spirit is a genius. And when the Holy spirit begins to pray through you, there have been many times that God has prayed through me and the Holy spirit and God has quickened to me someone in need. Uh, I'll never forget. I've told this at the church. One time I was, uh, at home and God began to, uh, put my son on my heart. I began to pray and God, uh, later my son came in and God had saved him from a horrible situation that could have happened to him. And God literally saved him. And, uh, and there's just, there's countless other stories. So I want to encourage you. If you haven't received your prayer language, you just need to worship God and believe and it will come Mm -hmm. and your life will go to your understanding of the scriptures, uh, your ability to see in the spirit, uh, everything will change. Right. Everything. It's funny. You mentioned the, um, military and special forces and you were using an example for prayer language but it um, reminds me of kind of another thing I want everybody to really think about here again because we're, we're talking about sitting walking and standing and it's going to be really really important as we walk through this that and you said it already nothing else the sitting the walking and the standing can't happen if we Without don't sitting. learn this so this is like so important today, like as you continue to read through the book of Ephesians and you start with one through three and you really begin to say, okay, enough is enough. Like I'm, I am, I've received this. Um, It's important because imagine trying to stand against the devil, right? Without this, this is where our power comes from because it's not us standing. It's, it's Christ. We're seated in him. Imagine if your son who's in the military just got day one just got plopped in Afghanistan and had to fight without ever being trained or taught. It would be be horrific. It would be horrific. That's what this chapter is about. This chapter is about the learning and the training and the understanding of what the truth of God's pattern is, what the truth of God's word is, what he says about how we live victoriously. It's we're not telling anybody it's God says, Jesus did, and then he sat, and then when we received, he seated us in heavenly places. So this is so important for every single yeah, Christian. It's paramount. Life. It's not a. It, it's paramount for every Christian, yeah. and I just believe that's why I'm so passionate about it. I feel like Paul when I read that, how passionate I am about yeah. this is because um, we're called. I mean, we are called as Christians to walk out a different life and to impact the kingdom and to be like Jesus. But we could never do that on our own. And so many of us, and I'm a perfect example, and I know you are too, sure. we tried to do it on our own until the revelation of this one little chapter became truth to us. Yes, yes. I want to take some time and right now, thank you, Karen. This has been so good. We're going to, next week, we'll pick up with walk. And I want to encourage you to go back and read through, sit. And then just chew on it. Go read the scriptures, chew on it, pray. Ask God to give you revelation. Lord, I thank you for everyone that's on the program today. I pray for supernatural blessing on your people. 
I thank you, God, that you are teaching us how to sit with you in heavenly places. You are teaching us and you are drawing us into a place of heavenly communion where we just receive the riches of your glory. And I just thank you for it, Lord. I, I, I just pray blessing. I pray freedom. I declare freedom over every woman listening. Yes, I declare freedom over everyone that is trying to walk out their Christian life. I, de- I declare that you're giving them revelatory uh, understanding of how to sit with you in heavenly places. Yes, we thank you, Lord, for what you did on the cross. Thank we thank you, Lord, for the for the for your death and your burial and your resurrection. We thank you, Lord, that you're se- seated at the right hand of the Father, and we receive receive the glory uh, and the riches of of your kingdom. And I just declare and prophesy in Jesus name that your people are whole, that your people are, have wisdom, that your people can see. We command everyone to be able to see by the, by the, by the spirit that they begin to see that all scales fall off their eyes, that no one walk in bondage in Jesus name, that your people are free in the name of Jesus. Uh, we're in the midst of a 21 day fast, um, fasting and prayer, the whole church and, uh, the Lord, this is a little outside of the book, but the Lord, I got up this morning and I heard a song. Uh, my daughter and Leland wrote a song called, uh, praying for rain. And it, it basically is a song about a young woman saying, I'm talking to God and I'm praying for rain. And it's a little bit about her journey. Okay. And, I, that song was in my head. And so I, I put the song on, uh, talk, um, praying for rain by, by Ray Lynn, And I began to listen to it. And the Lord spoke to me and he said this, he said, as you talk to me in this season, I am raining on everything that you're asking. I'm bringing fruit to everything that you're praying. You're going to see a fast, um, return on your prayers, a very fast return on you. You know, there's some things I prayed for years before I saw it come to pass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the law of, the, of, of sowing and reaping, but I heard the Holy spirit say that the rain, his rain is pouring on what you're praying and you're going to see a fast uh, return and a bounty from your praying. So know that it's very important to know the seasons and the times of the Lord. We're in a season of praying prayers and God raining down and the crops growing fast. So just receive that in the name of Jesus. We love you. We'll see you next week. We're going to talk about walk and God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. seeds in these dirt roads I see myself in these cornrows I learn about love, I learn about pain Talking to God, praying for rain Find my wings in this Texas wind It picks me up to fly and knocks me down again There's some things in life you can't explain So I'm talking to God Stand tall in a storm like a live oak tree. No one in this world's gonna ever get the best of me. They're running down a dream like I'm chasing a train. Finding who I am a little more every day. Cause I'm just a girl talking to God.
For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.